millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly with Shabana Hearn and leading guests from the world of women's football. Cuts back onto her right foot oh. and finds the net. On TalkSport 2. Good evening, how are you? Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2, the only dedicated show to women's football on national radio. Lovely to be with you tonight. My name's Shaban, in for Faye Carruthers. We've got a jam-packed show for you, as in the next hour we're going to review match day three of the Women's Champions League. Chelsea continue their perfect start, and Arsenal shared a point with Juventus. We'll get into that. We're also going to have an exclusive interview with England women's all-time record goalscorer, Ellen White reflecting on the incredible summer she had for the Lionesses and how special that manager Serena Wiegmann is and also just to spice things up we've got the Vitality Women's FA Cup third round draw live for you here in the studio all to come for you between now and half past eight on Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Women's Football Weekly with Faye Carruthers. Hi, I'm Leah Williamson from Arsenal Women and you can follow the WSL on TalkSport 2. Hope you're having a good Monday evening. I'm pleased to see Jenna Scalacci, former Spurs defender and coach, is with me in the studio tonight. How are you, Jenna? You well? I'm good, thank you. Very well. Good. Last time I saw you, we were getting ready to build up to the Women's Euros. That kind of took over the world. <laughs> and now we're looking ahead to the World Cup just around the corner as well. And of course, uh, we've got the Women's Vitality FA Cup third round, the draw coming up tonight. Have you done a draw before, Jenna? I did. I did last year, actually. How and did I that pulled... go for you? Well, it was all right. I pulled... <laughs> Tottenham, Man City in fifth round. So, yeah. Oh, they must have loved you for they that. They didn't talk to me for a while. I but. bet. It's a struggle. <laughs> uh, well, good to have you with us. We need to get into how things are uh, with you, how you're getting on with Spurs as well, because you're a coach there now. You're you're doing lots of different things. Uh, so we'll have a full chin wag. But Scott from the FA is giving us the BDI now because it's time. It's time to do the draw for the Women's FA Cup third round uh, we've got 40 clubs split up into the north and south so we're going to do the 20 clubs from the north and then we're going to do the second draw for the 20 clubs from the south uh, so shall we get right into it Scott I'm looking for the seal of approval uh, okay let's go Jenna so if you can draw the first ball please we're going to do 20 clubs it's going to be 10 ties from the north ball number three Coventry United ladies 
Coventry United are going to host ball number 11, which is Stockport County. So Coventry United against Stockport County, our first tie. Then we have ball number eight, which is Burnley. Burnley. Oh, Jenna, who are you going to get them? <laughs> ball number 17, which is Norwich City. Oh, Burnley, Norwich City. That should be an interesting one. Ball number 18, our next tie, Peterborough United, Adrian Durham's team. I'm sure you'll be pleased about this one. Hosting number four, Durham Women. Oh my goodness, Adrian Ooh. Durham. Oh. And Peterborough United fans. Oh, wow. This one. It's not meant that, to be. Not that that's got anything to do with the tie, of course. Peterborough United against Durham Women. Our next tie, ball number 10, Leeds United. And Leeds United will be hosting... Number 15, Nottingham Forest. That should be tasty. Leeds United against Nottingham Forest for our next tie there. Moving on to number one, Birmingham City Women. Oh, down to the championship. Doing okay this season. Birmingham City Women will be hosting ball number nine. That is Huddersfield Town. Birmingham Women against Huddersfield Town, our next tie there. Uh, moving on to our next ball, ball number two. Uh, Blackburn Rovers Ladies. Blackburn Rovers Ladies will be hosting number six, Sunderland AFC Women. Sunderland AFC Women uh, for that next tie. Okay, Jenna, who have you got for me? Number 13, Liverpool Feds. Liverpool Feds, number 13. Liverpool Feds going to be hosting number 16, West Bromwich Albion. Ooh, interesting. Interesting indeed. Um, okay, Jenna, here we go. The ball's getting lower and lower. Number five, Sheffield United Women. That's our Courtney Sweetman-Kirk. Who's she going to be up against? Number 14, Nottingham Forest. Running out of balls now. There we go. Getting smaller and smaller. And ball number 12, you've got Newcastle United. Record attendance for them over the weekend as well. Going up against number 19, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Down to our last tie now. Ball number 20, which is Solihull Moors. Solihull Moors up against number 7, AFC Filed. AFC Filed. There you go. We got them all. The bag's empty. You have to stop. Okay, well done. And your ties there. Coventry United against Stockport County. Burnley against Norwich City. We've got Peterborough United against Durham. Leeds United against Nottingham Forest. Birmingham City against Huddersfield Town. Blackburn Rovers against Sunderland AFC. Liverpool Feds against West Bromwich Albion. Newcastle United against Wolverhampton Wanderers. And Solihull Moors against AFC Filed. There you go. That is your first round done. Uh, how are we feeling about that, Jen? Any interesting ones in there for you? I'm looking forward to this. Actually, it should be. It should be. A yeah, good one. I mean, some some good ties. I'm looking forward to the southern division. I'm more familiar with the southern. Okay. <laughs> should we get right into it now, Scott? You happy with that? Okay. Uh, we've refilled the bag and we're going with number 18. Cardiff City will be our first tie, and Cardiff City will be hosting. Well, number 17, Bournemouth Sports. Cardiff City against Bournemouth Sports is our first tie. Number one is our next ball, Bristol City. Bristol City will be going up against 
Number six, you've got Southampton women bristling against Southampton. Oh, that'll be a good one. Well done. I like that one indeed. Bristol against Southampton. Ball number 11. AFC Wimbledon. AFC Wimbledon will be hosting the third round. Ball number 13, Gillingham. AFC Wimbledon against Gillingham. Ball number 12, there you have Hashtag United. Always one that will stick in your head. Hashtag United. (laughs) We'll be up against ball number seven, Actonians. Hashtag United against Actonians, our next tie for the eighth. Ball number three, we have Crystal Palace ladies making it definite changes. Doing well this season. They're going to be up against ball number 14, Watford or Crawley Wasps. Watford or Crawley Wasps, that should be a good one, actually. Okay, our next tie, ball number four, Lose FC Women. Lose FC and they will be hosting ball number nine, Southampton Women or London Bees. Southampton Women or London Bees for that next one. Ball number eight is Ipswich Town. Making some investment, making some changes to the team as well. Ipswich Town will be hosting ball number 20. I have to say the lightning here is for Portis Head Town. Portis Head Town. Our next tie, number five, London City Lionesses. London City Lionesses from the Women's Championship will be hosting ball number 10, Portsmouth. London City Lionesses against Portsmouth for our next one there. And ball number two is our next one, Charlton Athletic Women. And they will be up against number 15, Milton Keynes Dons. That's quite a good one. Getting lower and lower now when it comes to the balls in the bags. Number 19 is our next tie, and that's Liskeard Athletic or Oxford United. Liskeard Athletic or Oxford United. And they'll be up against number 16, Plymouth Argyle. Plymouth Argyle. Is that it? That's it. All done. We're done. Wonderful stuff. Uh, again, we, we did okay there. Quite pleased with our work. Scott, you happy with that? Yeah, we got the thumbs up. It's <laughs> a man of few words. Uh, okay, so you've got Cardiff City against Bournemouth Sports, Bristol City against Southampton Women, AFC Wimbledon against Gillingham, Hashtag United against Actonians, Crystal Palace Ladies uh, against Watford or Crawley Wasps, Lewis FC Women against Southampton Women or London Bees, Ipswich Town against Portishead Town, London City Lionesses against Portsmouth, Charlton Athletic Women will host Milton Keynes Dons and Liskeard Athletic or Oxford United against Plymouth Argyle all uh, done and dusted for the Vitality Women's FA Cup third round proper which will take place on Sunday the 11th of December so just around the corner with that uh, Jenna thank you very much you've absolutely bossed it you can take the rest of the night off thank you I believe just, just stay with me you listen to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2 Scott thank you from the FA thank you so much for your time this evening uh, my name's Shaban in for fake and others Jenna Scalacci is with me as well coming up next we're going to go through through the Champions League action from Match Day 3 next on TalkSport 2. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. It's a wonder goal! The home for women's football. Hello, how are you? Hope you're having a good Monday. Hope you're enjoying the World Cup. If you're all engaged and all over it, you're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2. My name's Shaban, in for Faye Carruthers, who's out in Doha just now, and I think actually back with you next week, if not the week after. Uh, we're the only women's dedicated radio show here on TalkSport 2. The only 
women's football show actually on national radio so it's lovely to be with you jenna scalacci former spurs defender is with me tonight as well how are you jenna you well yeah i'm good thank you now the draw's kind of out the way we can have a proper pressure is off a proper blather <laughs> how's everything how are you getting on with life at spurs because you're you're working there now in a different role yeah, life's good. I'm working a lot with the academy, so with the next, hopefully, generation of players coming through. So, yeah, love being around them. Um, I think, you know, the setup from the academy now up is just incredible, way beyond what we were given. Show my age now when I, when I was growing she's 20, up. She's 25. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you later. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, because we know that Spurs have invested so heavily and they've made such an effort and they've made yeah. such a change when it comes to the training facilities and the likes. But you've seen those improvements as well when it comes to the first team, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, Tottenham are very early on in their journey in this league. You know, they're still quite babies if you look at it in terms of how long they've been in the league. This mm-hmm. is their third full season. Um, and there's still a long way to go, but they're definitely developing. I think they've strengthened their team. I think if you look downwards now, the pathway is there. We're seeing, you know, yesterday our academy products step up and scoring on their debut. Lena Gunner Williams makes me feel like a proud mum when yeah. I see them step up. But no, the 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 foundations there, the training centres there. Rianne's in. She's done an amazing job. I think there's still a lot of work to go, um, but that's to be expected. I think they over achieved last season nobody really expected them to have the season that they did mm. um, and they have improved and everyone's approved, improved around them so now it's you know obviously they're, they're looking to close that gap on the, the top three or four teams and they're beating teams around them now but they're still struggling against the the, the top four teams yeah uh, it's one of those things I feel with Spurs and you might put me in my place right now but it's, it feels like they're missing a striker are we going to see that business in the window well you know, they brought in Nikola Kojeska, who, you know, she's from Poland. She's a number nine, but unfortunately she had a re- quite a bad run of injuries. You know, she's been on the pitch mm-hmm. 190 minutes, which which isn't ideal, but it, it's it's always been a, a an issue at Tottenham, you know, that, that sh- lacking that goal score in front of goal. And you felt after the Brighton match where they, you know, hammered home yeah, at eight, yeah. I was mm-hmm. thinking, yes, this is it. It's all fallen into place, but they do lack that. But I think... You know, against Chelsea um, last Saturday, last Sunday, sorry, I was there and for the first opening 20 minutes, they did really well. They started on the front foot. I think they were they were punished at the Emirates when they played against Arsenal. And yeah. I think in performances like that, you learn a lot and you could see that they, they came out stronger. They, they weren't scared. They went for it. But then, you know, individual errors, they were 3-0 mm-hmm. down at halftime and 3-0 down against a team like Chelsea when, you know, you're looking at their bench and they're bringing players on like Beth England... Frank Kirby, it's just a nightmare. And that's just where the gap is, you know, the strength in depth in the squad. I've no doubt they'll get there. I just think realistically it will take time. You just want to see them progress again or, or maintain this season, don't yeah. you, Spurs? Like they, they need to be in that fifth spot, yeah. you know, and, and pushing higher each time. I think exactly. And you see like Man United playing, you know, pulling off that victory at the Emirates. And if you compare the two squads, obviously Manchester United are looking a lot stronger even from the bench. Mm. And I think it goes back to, yeah, what you're saying, the, the number nine and that goal scorer who can in in big moments, just, you know, t- you might have one chance against the top teams and you've got to take it, which I think they're lacking. That exactly. Well, you mentioned Chelsea there. Let's focus on the Champions League match day three. Um, a perfect start for Chelsea and I and I did have my reservations Jenna with going into the, the Champions League in the season without Emma Hayes of course now she's back she was back for that Spurs game at Stamford Bridge whether they would struggle without her but she's actually said this team is on another level which makes me think what can what damage can <laughs> Chelsea do in the Champions League this time round they beat Real Madrid 2-0 uh, midweek which is a brilliant performance for them 
Yeah, I think it's, there seems to be a bit of a shift there. I think, you know, in the past, it's on the European front where they have lacked and, you know, they, they just have fallen short quite a few times now. And, you know, domestically, I think the start of the season, they obviously opened up with a, a defeat again, but they've notoriously started slow. But the, the depth the depth in that squad is frightening. And, you know, it, it's credit to the players, the coach and staff and Emma Hayes that the fact that she's not been around for the last month and a half and they're, just been bang on form it's like nothing's changed and you know the player it's just professionalism from the players everybody knows their role and I think the key thing at Chelsea is that you've got players on the bench that could start in any other you know WSL team but they that they seem like they're all on the same page of course you're never going to be happy sitting on the bench but these players seem to be happy and they believe in the project and the long-term plan and it's more of a team rather than individual players yeah and it's it's like you say, that depth they've got, they're all, you know, out battling each other to get into that starting 11. And I remember just not, it feels like just a couple of seasons ago, I wondered what was next for Erin Cuthbert because it mm. felt like she wasn't starting all the time. She's stepping up every oh, single time. She's smashing it at the minute. She's such a solid player. Uh, another goal midweek for her. Disappointing for Real Madrid because I think we were all expecting a little bit more from them. Of course, we know Caroline Weir, who's your yeah. star from Manchester City now at Real Madrid as well. Um, how do you think Chelsea are going to do this time round in the Champions League? I th- uh, for me, I think, you know, they've hit form at the right time. I think, for me, I think something mentally has maybe shifted for them in, in terms of the on the Champions League front, in the European front. And I don't think they'll fear anyone now. I think that they've got that squad. You know, they haven't had Peniel Harder for, for a long, long time, but they have players that can just step up and you don't miss players like that. And I think that's really what will get them going. And I think... Emma Hazer spoke about she thinks this is the best squad that she's ever had and she's been there for 10 years. So I think that alone and I, I, I could see them going all the way this year. Yeah. Do you know? I, th- I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> but it's one of those things as well where I feel that we don't see it enough. Yeah. Chelsea have enough to go mm. and actually win the Champions League. Okay, Absolutely. you look at Barcelona. But Chelsea can still do that, you know, yeah. and I feel that we have to be more invested in that kind of language because we're always so cautious, right? Yeah. And we know what happened a couple of times ago, you know, <laughs> uh, and they weren't ready then. But like you say, this is our best team ever. They are on another level. Uh, that was from Emma Hayes anyway, saying that. Also, Roma won, Wolfsburg won. Wolfsburg always the ones to watch in this competition as well. Uh, but the one that had me on my knees, Juventus won, Arsenal won, Jenna. <laughs> are Arsenal at the absolute bare bones? just now I mean, I mean it's going from bad to worse yeah they I mean they're dropping like flies aren't they it's so unfortunate to see I think they started off looking frightening full squad mm. and I think you know that they've strengthened the squad but now their key key players are you know no Williamson no Kim Little Beth Mead now out looks like for the rest of the season the spine of your team it, of the it, most experienced it's been mm. cut and then that's why they were so strong starting because they you had that full bench, but now they don't have that anymore. I think they're going to have to be very sensible in their January window. But, it, you know, I think they've just got to look at each game short term at the minute and just try and get through them. I think Maidabar now is, you know, she started Champions League midweek and I think it's time for her to step up maybe, whereas, you know, she's been on the bench and, and come in. But now the... The, the top top players I think Kim Little she's irreplaceable in that middle you don't mm. she just goes about her business so she's just brilliant she's mm. one of the best players for me in, in, in Europe and she's a massive massive loss and 
to lose a player like Beth Mead, who's in the form of her life as well. I think if you're going to compete domestically and on the European stage, you've got to have your team full of strength. And it's just so unfortunate because they've got off to an absolute flyer. And, you know, I know it's football and... Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're, they're, I mean, if you look at the bench now, you compare their bench to Chelsea's, Chelsea's. that's where the difference will lie, I think, in the long run. Uh, I have to completely agree with you on that because I feel that Arsenal were, were lucky actually to get that point against Juventus because mm. but I don't know if I'm focusing so much on them being threadbare uh, when it comes to, to the depth of the squad. Um, and then when you when we witness what happened to Beth then starting to limp off, she was upset. You can see there's, there's a problem here. Yeah. You know, and, and that feels like another one, you know, said Khaled. Yeah, and and they're not just and they're not just you know the key key players exactly like the core part of the team like you said. Uh, And I was really hopeful for for Arsenal, but you know, and and I still am. You know, I invest a lot of my time in going to Arsenal and supporting Arsenal women, and and I really really hope that these injuries can come back quick and fast and, you know, there won't be any more upsets because they've been beaten by Manchester United, you know, in in the league yeah. and, and Champions League, you know, to go and beat Leon in the fashion that they did. But now a point against Juventus with another injury, you yeah. know, to, to Beth Mead, it can only... It can only be a worrying time, I would say, um, for Arsenal. And also um, Barcelona 3, Bayern Munich nil surprised by that Bayern just aren't hitting it weirdly I thought it would be a bit tighter but you give Brian credit and I thought they made it really difficult for Barcelona in the first half and then ultimately in the second half Barcelona's quality shone through hmm. um, I've, I've covered quite a bit of the Bundesliga and just it, it still baffles me a bit that there's only really two Bayern and Wolfsburg really are the main competition in that league and they play each other twice yeah. other than that they don't have that much competition you know it's a given that they're going to go in and win and they can rotate their team and don't really get challenged. So I'm not totally surprised by that result. Mm-hmm. I always thought Barcelona would come out on top, but they did They did make it difficult for them in the first half. Barcelona, are these still the ones for you? Or would it be Leon? Who, who, who do you expect this time round? I'm going to call it Barcelona or Chelsea, I think. Just putting it out there. Oh. Putting it out there early. Another Barca-Chelsea <laughs> would be a, a lovely thing to witness. I do want it for Arsenal, but you, you would take it, yeah. Chelsea in the final all day. And I also think it's time when, when we talk about uh, the Women's Super League as the best league in the world, you want to see them then step up. We've seen the beef between Beth Mead and uh, Alexa Pateas and the best player yeah. in the world in the Ballon d'Or. You know, I, I want to see WSL teams like Chelsea and Arsenal now go on and win the Champions League because they've got that budget, they've got that investment, yeah. they've got the best players in the world. Absolutely. And I think off the back of, you know, the summer and the WSL now going from strength to strength each season, I think that's, I can I could see it happening. I feel like this year, Chelsea's something special about them this yeah. year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Jenna Scalacci from Spurs is with me tonight. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2. My name's Shaban. Coming up next, we'll preview the upcoming WSL fixtures ahead this weekend. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. It's a wonder goal! The home for women's football. Good evening. How are you? Hope you're having a lovely Monday. Hope you enjoyed your weekend as well. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. My name's Shabana Hearn. And for Faker Others, Jenna Scalacci, uh, former Spurs defender and coach, is with me tonight. And don't forget, if you miss any of our shows at all or you want to listen again, our podcast is available for you on the TalkSport app. So download it today. It's a brilliant app as well. You can go all of our schedule, all of our shows, everything there for you. And of course, the Women's Football Weekly podcast to listen back. Now we did uh, earlier on in the show the Vitality Women's FA Cup third round uh, we did the draw here on TalkSport 2 uh, there was 40 clubs, 20 ties split up to the north and the south uh, now my bad, I read out uh, Nottingham Forest twice so I didn't give you the correct draw uh, for the north and of course there's two Southamptons as well so I want to just go through both uh, of the draws for the north and south and give you them in full again. So the north draw starting with Coventry United against Stockport County, Burnley against Norwich City, Peterborough United against Durham Women, Leeds United against Stoke City, Birmingham City Women versus Huddersfield Town, Blackburn Rovers Ladies versus Sunderland AFC Women, Liverpool Feds versus West Bromwich Albion, Sheffield United Women versus Nottingham Forest, Newcastle United versus Wolverhampton Wanderers, and Solihull Moors versus AFC Fylde. So that was your North draw. Moving on to your south draw as well. Uh, you've got Cardiff City versus Bournemouth Sports. Bristol City Women versus Southampton FC Women. AFC Wimbledon versus Gillingham. Hashtag United versus Actonians. Crystal Palace Ladies versus Watford or Crawley Wasps. Lewis FC Women versus Southampton Women or London Bees. Ipswich Town versus Portishead Town. London City Lionesses will, ho- will host Portsmouth. Charlton Athletic Women versus Mill. Keynes Dons, Liskeard Athletic or Oxford United versus Plymouth Argyle. So that is your draw. In full for the Vitality Women's FA Cup. Third round proper is going to take place on Sunday the 11th of December. You're listening to TalkSport 2. This is Women's Football Weekly. My name's Shaban and for Faye, I'm pleased to say that Jenna Scalacci is with us as well. Jenna, we have to look ahead to Sunday the 3rd of December this weekend. Uh, lovely stuff because we've got games over Saturday and Sunday in the WSA and it's that crucial time isn't it where everyone's looking towards Christmas who's going to be top of the league <laughs> who's going to be top of the Christmas tree um, how have you found the league so far this this season yeah I think it's um, been more competitive than ever I think for me I, I felt I feel like the, the top teams are just getting stronger and stronger and I think I've been really impressed with Man United and then bridging that gap and even you know t- nicking points now off of 
top teams like Arsenal and causing upsets. And I think as well, another team that's caught my eye is Aston Villa. I think that I never expected them to be in the position that they are at the moment, but they're again causing upsets. And I think Rachel Daly coming back to the WSL is a massive, massive plus for, for Aston Villa and for the WSL. You want to see, you know, our best players playing in the league. So, yeah, I've been really impressed with it. So did you plan to say that? Because, you know, Manchester United host Aston Villa <laughs> this Saturday uh, at Old Trafford as well. Uh, it's going to be a biggie. Now, my sister plays at Aston Villa. She's just getting herself back to, to fitness from an injury, but speaks so highly of Rachel Daly coming into that side and just basically cannot stop scoring. And now we've seen that change of her being up front for the Lionesses as well and whether that will be Serena Vigna's plans moving forward I mean it's hard not to ignore the amount of goals she's putting in at the minute I mean yeah everything she touches at the moment is going in isn't it and it's it's hard to ignore her but I think one thing that the Lionesses are blessed with is are those attacking players and those players you know that can score goals so I think she's a player that she's made it very clear she just wants to be playing anywhere she doesn't doesn't mind and it's uh, credit to her that she can do, do a job for the Lionesses and, As- and Aston Villa anywhere that she's put. But yeah, she's been clinical in front of goal. I think she's been a real difference for them. And I think having a, a, a player like Rachel Daly come into a team like Aston Villa, who, you know, they s- established themselves last season mm-hmm. and needs to kick on. And to recruit a player like Rachel Daly, I think that's massive. Her experience in and around those young players in that Villa team I think even off the pitch is massive for them because she's got that winning mentality and you can see it every time she steps on the pitch and it kind of filters through the whole squad now. Yeah, it feels like it, it might be a nice place to be, you know, yeah. and a good team to be part of at the moment. And I'm sure Rachel Daly would be maybe part of that key ingredient as well. Kenza Daly, you've got to give mm. her recognition. Both of them kind of linking up, you know, uh, fairly well. Manchester United against Aston Villa. How do you see this one going? I think I think it's going to be really competitive. For me, I think Man United will still be absolutely on cloud nine after the comeback against Arsenal in front of that crowd. Mm-hmm. I think what that win did for them mentally, I think more than anything, yes, it's three points, but I think what it will do for the players mentally, it's kind of like a shift for them and that yeah. confidence that they can. I think the manner in which they did it, I think it was a really mature performance and you saw some very young players on that pitch being leaders and, you know, managing the game so, so well. And they could... For me, I think they could have scored a number of goals towards the end of that match. So, you know, if they carry on like that for the rest of the season, they're going to upset a lot of teams. And yeah. and I think they'll now have the confidence, you know, even when it's not going their way, they were, you know, they they came from behind. But I think they were the best. I think going behind for them was the best thing that could have happened to them because it really kick-started them at, at 2-1. So for me, I think what that that them three points will do for them mentally over anything and the confidence it will give them going forwards. I mean... Scary, frightening. Actually, yeah. to think about it, and it's those lionesses as well stepping up. Because I always thought towards the end of the Euros, and you know when everything started to go back to a little bit more normality, would the likes of Alessia Russo, Ella Toon, Rachel Daly, would they all be able to? Step, <laughs> Beth Mead, you know, many Earps, would they all still be able to deliver the way that they they did yeah. for the Euros? And they have, you know, and Alessia Russo getting that third goal against Arsenal at the Emirates, running over towards mm. to the, you know the the fans the Manchester United fans with that same like celebration face but it, like, it just means everything to them and you cannot help but want players like that and teams like that to succeed yeah I mean they're, they're literally just living the dream aren't they they're, they're, they're loving life and you know that final goal by Russo she bossed <sighs> that the Arsenal defence you know she's coming up against experienced defenders yeah. experienced players and she at the end of the day she wanted it more and and that's what she's 
good at aerially she's physical and they're, they're just so young and they've got the world at their feet and we're very lucky to have them obviously in our national team but we get to watch them week in week out and they're, I think they're just fearless they don't fear anyone mm. they could be playing up against the best players in the world they don't they don't care because they're confident and they know that they can pull out results and they can upset teams I, I agree with you are they going for Champions League then this season do you think they'll get third place I, I think it's going to be tie I think they stand a very good chance it's whether they can continue this form over the course of the whole season mm-hmm. you know it's a long way to go um, Man City are quietly going about their business again as as they, as they do um, I think it'll be very tight again but I think they're definitely in for a shot probably stronger shout than last year mm, Arsenal against Everton this weekend it's going to be at Meadow Park um, it feels like it could be the time that Everton cause an upset and it, it would be their time to capitalise on that considering what we discussed earlier on with Arsenal's injury crisis right now Yeah I think you know if you're going into Everton if they're planning you know they're looking at where Arsenal weaknesses are and without their key key players of course they're going to look to exploit them and they had a good result at the weekend Everton and yeah they've they've been performing well they maybe haven't been getting the results but it feels a bit different for Everton at, at the minute it feels like connections are starting to build their new managers in it's starting to to look more like an Everton team that we're used to seeing whereas last season it just it really wasn't working for them but I think yeah for them going in against an Arsenal that are missing a key 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 players for them but they, they, they can't go in thinking they're going to get a result because even without Arsenal's key players they've got superstars all over the pitch so it's still going to be a very very tough game but mm. yeah potential for upset there I, I'd heard last season um, that Everton wasn't a great place to be you talk about jet dressing room and yeah. morale it, it wasn't a great environment but it definitely seems like it's a different place this time round um, and he's got a great squad there Brian Sorensen some excellent players yeah, I think if you look at the players on paper, I think individually yeah. there's some very, very talented players. But I think I, I heard similar things. And I think if you're in a dressing room that's not a happy place to be, if you're not working as a team, if you're know, if you going to work and you're not happy, you're not going to perform. Whereas it seems now that there's a real team spirit there. The leaders are stepping up. It feels, It looks a bit more like a family feel. Yeah. And I think if you're going out and you're fighting for each other, every time you step on that pitch then you're going to get results and you're going to start to pick up the points so I think that's maybe what we're seeing at Everton now I want to know your thoughts on Leicester City tough times they've still not got a point um, mm. this far into the season and they've now got the new manager of course Willie Kirk who was there uh, under his other role they've got Chelsea this weekend oh, oh. ouch I know I know <laughs> I know it's got a hurt already uh, yeah but I mean they've got moments Jenna they've, they've, show, they've shown moments they've just got to do something massively they different just, haven't they? they just don't score goals and ultimately mm. you've got to score to, to, to win games and I think they've had a really tough run I think Willie Kurtz come in now but it takes time and they they really don't have time you know they're yet to pick up any any points they've been very close you yep. know and it's it's in them games where they need that experience and that leadership, the game management to to see a game out which we're not seeing, and you know it's Chelsea next. Their morale must be very very low, and it's so tough when the games come thick and fast, yeah. and you're playing against the top teams. It's demoralising, but I think for them they just have to focus on the teams around them and the games that they can win. It's almost like they're in a, a mini league with the teams around them, and their focus will be trying to take team points off of the teams lower down in the league yeah we've already spoken about Chelsea as well but for, for you you see this a comfortable win for Chelsea or can they can there be an upset I mean we saw what Liverpool did Chelsea in that opening game of the season or is that is that done is that mistake over for them 
I, I think so. I yeah. think, I don't think Emma Hayes will let that slip up again. But yeah. for me, I think watching them against Tottenham, they didn't even get out of second gear. And they had the luxury of making subs early on because they were for 3 0 up. So for me, I think even if Emma Hayes was to rotate her team, given that they've got Leicester and rest a few players, they still have a very, very strong team out yeah. there who are fighting for their places. And, you know, they those players step up and take their opportunities. So I think it's going to be, a, a, I'll be very surprised if. Chelsea come away with anything but three points Saturday the 3rd of December then that's what you've got to look forward to Man United against Aston Villa at Old Trafford that's going to be a belter Arsenal against Everton at Leicester City against Chelsea and then of course on Sunday you've got Reading against Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> Reading can be a bit of a banana skin just a little bit Jenna how are you preparing for this? Reading are a banana skin for Tottenham hmm. they're one of the bogey teams but um, for me I think Tottenham what they've done really well this season is they've dominated and they've beaten the teams around them that you'd expect them to beat. It's just the teams, obviously, the top three, four teams that they're really struggling with and the gap seems to have got bigger. But I think going into this Reading game, I think Rian will be going for the three points, three points only. No, Reading have been very inconsistent. I think they've... Strange results they've been having this season, but they've been having them kind of results the last couple of seasons. They haven't seemed to kick on, you know, they've been happy just sitting in mid-table. Yeah. Very inconsistent. But for me, I think I can only, and I'm not being biased, but I've got to go Tottenham with this one. <laughs> I like that you don't sit on the fence. I'm all for that. But you're right about Reading, you know, it has been uh, those kind of results across the board. You know, they're they're getting a cheeky win and then, you know, they beat Leicester, of course, but then beaten by West Ham 3-2. That was a good game um, yeah. as well. Uh, I do wonder what's next. And you've also got to take into consideration that, you know, Leicester, who, who mentioned just there earlier on, they've got a budget, you know, they're putting in mm. money. Reading are the only non-premier league side yeah. women's team you know still in the WSL you yeah. know and, and and I do I do then sympathize that perhaps they don't have that budget now moving forward that the investment maybe isn't the same as the likes of Spurs mm. what what they would be there in terms of what they're getting um but reading against Tottenham on Sunday then you've got Manchester City against Brighton Amy Merrick's still in charge of Brighton as well there's been good improvements since she's come in yeah definitely I think that you know they've really got together they've all got rounds and they've been fighting each week and they're starting to see some good results. I think they're coming up against a Man City team who are in who are in fine form, um, and they'll be well aware of Brighton's, you know, weaknesses and be looking to to carry on the the good run that they're going and ensure that the the gap at the top remains small. Absolutely, Liverpool against West Ham as well. Again, West Ham under Paul Konchesky looking good. Yeah, I've been really impressed with West Ham mm. at the beginning of the season. I hold my hands up. I, I thought they were going to struggle, but they've they've. They, they look very strong in every unit of their pitch. I think going forward, they look quite frightening and defensively, they look solid. And they, they're a team that, you know, previously they have just been sitting around that relegation spot for the last couple of seasons. But I feel like now they've kicked on. I think at the beginning of the season, I doubted them a little bit because obviously a new manager, mm-hmm. they lost key, key players, you know, yeah. senior players. But the players that they've brought in and the young kids coming through, they've really stepped up and they have been upsetting. So it'll be a good match. I think Liverpool have struggled of late to pick up results. So I think I'm going to go uh, West Ham with this one. And of course, uh, Liverpool's manager, Matt Beard, formerly manager of West Ham as well. So it should be an interesting game all coming up for you in the WSL this weekend. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2. My name's Shaban and for Faye, Jenna Scalacci is here as well. Coming up next, we're going to round up the rest of the week's news and hear exclusively 
from England women's all-time leading goal scorer Ellen White is on the show next. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. It's a wonder goal! The home for women's football. How are you doing tonight? Hope you're having a good Monday. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. My name's Shaban. In for Faker Others and Jenna Scalacci is here as well. We had the privilege of bringing you the Vitality Women's FA Cup third round earlier on in the show. Uh, we had 40 clubs, 20 ties split up over North and South and I'm going to give you the full draw one more time in case you missed it. The North draw is as follows. Coventry United against Stockport County, Burnley versus Norwich City, Peterborough United versus Durham Women, Leeds United will host Stoke City, Birmingham City Women versus Huddersfield Town, that's a good one, Blackburn Rovers Ladies versus Sunderland AFC Women, Liverpool Feds versus West Bromwich Albion, Sheffield United Women versus Nottingham Forest, Newcastle United versus Wolverhampton Wanderers and Solihull Moors versus AFC Fylde. Your South draw is as follows... Cardiff City versus Bournemouth Sports, Bristol City Women versus Southampton FC Women, AFC Wimbledon versus Gillingham, Hashtag United versus Actonians, Crystal Palace Ladies versus Watford or Crawley Wasps, Lose FC Women versus Southampton Women or London Bees, Ipswich Town versus Portishead Town, London City Lionesses will host at Portsmouth. Charlton Athletic Women versus Milton Keynes Dons. Liskeard Athletic or Oxford United will host Plymouth Argyle. So that's your North and South draw for the FA Women's Cup third round. It'll take place on Sunday, the 11th of December. I hope you're having a good night. Um, Jenna Scalach is with me. Did you watch the final of I'm a Celeb last night? I did, I did. Go on there, Jill Scott. Oh, I smashed well, the, it. The retired lioness. <laughs> that was my timeline was just full yeah. with Jill Scott this morning. Uh, and another lioness retired in the summer was Ellen White, of course, a legend of the women's game, 52 goals and 113 appearances, making her the lioness's all-time leading scorer. Ellen celebrating the importance of community as research from co-op shows 38% of UK adults say when growing up, they use community facilities to hang out and meet with friends. Uh, she's been speaking to Bradley Hayden here from TalkSport and he's had an exclusive chat with her and they spoke just about how important community is to her. There wasn't too many kind of sports kind of centres really or, or um, especially in terms of like football for me. My dad actually sent up a little soccer centre that, that I went to and a lot of the local kind of kids went to which was incredible to, to have that kind of safe environment, a really fun environment Um that you can just go and, and feel free. So I feel like uh, this funding and these projects and obviously these facilities and these communities are, are giving an opportunity for, for young people and adults alike to, to get involved. Um, and, to, you know, just a little bit of escapism, I think, as well. Um, and then, you know, to be active and healthy and be outside if that's what they choose to do in those facilities. So, yeah, I think it's it's, it's really incredible. Um, and, a, and obviously a big shout out as well to, to all the volunteers that are obviously helping. If the men's team are going to follow in the Lionesses footsteps, what's your message to them? What what have they got to do to, to bring that trophy home like the Lionesses did this summer? Well, no pressure, obviously. Um, 
um do you know what i think they've just got to go enjoy it and embrace it um and just play with freedom to be honest and i think that's what gareth installs in the team you could see that and you can see with the the players that are on the pitch they look like they're they're very together they look like they're enjoying their football and i think that's the main thing if you're enjoying it you're all um singing off the same hymn sheet you all understand the game plan um there's a lot of luck that comes into obviously winning a major tournament but i feel like they've got so much experience obviously from you know harry from 2018 and a lot of the guys from the euros as well a lot of experience from tournament football so yeah i think i think they'll be i think they'll be all right it's good to know any, any similarities between gareth and uh, and serena do you know what? They're both just lovely people. And I think that's a, a big thing. They're great with communication. They really know how to talk to their players. Um, and they're really good tactically as well. Um, I'm, I'm sure they've had some conversations together. I'm sure Gary, I think someone asked, um, are you going to give Serena any advice for the Euros? And he was like, well, she's won a Euro, so I don't think I'm going to say anything to her. So, so I thought that was quite funny. But yeah, I think I think they're both incredible for, for our national teams. Um, and hopefully, you know, Gareth can, can go one step further as well and, and win a major tournament. On Serena, just how special a coach is she in and how grateful are you to perhaps have, have worked with her and got to experience everything you got to experience in, in the summer with her? Yeah, I actually rung her up when I was saying that I was retiring and just said, like, I think I wish I was a little bit younger so then we could still work together and I could still, you know, be a part of the team and and still experience kind of her management style and and her as a person, really. Yeah, she's just a really lovely person. And um, she used to be a teacher as well. Um, so, you know, her level of communication is so high. Um, and she's obviously come into this England team and really stamped her authority really early doors. You knew she was the leader. Um, the players knew that, the staff knew that. And it was a, a really, a real great sense of, um, togetherness that she brought um, an incredible culture and obviously you know that philosophy of the way she wanted us to play we we just all loved it straight away <laughs> we wanted we were like oh my god why have you not come to be our manager um, earlier so uh, yeah we've kind of been waiting a while to have a manager like her and you know what other manager has won two major tournaments back to back with two separate nations it's just phenomenal really so um yeah we're really proud that she's our manager oh great to have ellen white in such detail there well done to bradley hayden uh, for that interview as well she'll be missed as part of the lionesses squad jenna scalacci thank you so much uh, for your time with us this evening it's been brilliant having you on and getting your insight as ever thank you for having me uh wonderful stuff we've nailed it it's time for a fizz uh jenna ellen white bradley hayden producer will all of you of course for listening thank you so much for your time and don't forget if you miss any of the show you can download the Women's Football Weekly podcast via the TalkSport app or listen back throughout the week as well coming up next here on TalkSport 2 it's the best of the social Hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 